The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host, Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and it's an honor to be here with you today. This show is designed to support those of you out there who are doing your deep interpersonal growth work and longing to answer your higher calling. We'll support you and inspire you with stories of leaders from legend and history who went before you. We'll have lively conversations with current leaders who are doing their inner work as well. These conversations will give you insights to help you on your own spiritual adventure. You'll also also receive tools and techniques along with homework to make your journey easier. We'll start off today with our story, which is about you. The full story remains to be written as each of you takes steps to answer your higher calling. But for now, this part of your story is a way for many of you to have a context, a bigger picture for what it means to be a legendary leader. I will share my ideas of who I think many of you are destined to become, the legendary leaders of today and the future. After that, our discussion today is going to be with my friend Charles McAlpine, a former executive with Wells Fargo Bank, who now supports personal growth seekers at his Center for Intentional Living called Storm Wisdom in Phoenix, Arizona. And after the break, you'll be receiving the brain tip of the week. And today it's going to be stop spinning your brain and find peace guided visualization technique that many of you will be able to use over this holiday season to make it easier and genuinely filled with peace. And then toward the end of the call, I will be taking calls live on the air, so please stay tuned for that. Who are the legendary leaders now? Emily Dickinson, in her famous poem, once wrote, I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. When we think of legendary leaders, it's easy to think of them in the past. Certainly, there are the famous ones we all know in legend and in history. However, there were many leaders throughout history whose names were never known. 
They were never written down, yet they still had impact and changed the course of the future. They were the mapmakers in their time who heard an inner calling and they followed it. Many of them didn't know what they were doing at the time. They were just showing up and doing what they did. Many of you listening today may not think of yourselves as leaders, let alone legendary leaders. You may not even know that the courageous inner work of transformation that you are doing on on your own is heroic. However, decades from now, human consciousness will be very different. Future generations will look back, back at our current times of crisis, chaos, and change, and they will wonder, who were those people who changed the course of history? How did they find the courage and strength to face the unknown, transform themselves, and follow their higher calling? They are today's legendary leaders, similar to the pioneers and pathfinders in the 19th century who blazed trails across the West into the wilderness of America. However, the difference is that whereas these pioneers made physical maps into the landscape, the legendary leaders of today are making new maps in human consciousness creating new neural pathways in their brains by their elevated thoughts, their willingness to feel their feelings, their adherence to their own higher principles, and their willingness to face the good and the bad within themselves and take personal responsibility for the impact they are having upon themselves and others and willing to change. They, too, are following their higher calling. These new mapmakers are as courageous and brave today as any of the explorers of the past who faced the unknown before them. Who are the legendary leaders of today? They are those of you, many without followers, who are quietly seeking your highest truth and are committed to deep personal change within yourself. Every positive change that you are making is influencing your friends, your families, and co-workers. However, you may not be realizing that you are also a leader, a map maker, and a trailblazer, creating a new legacy that will make the way easier for generations to come. You are the unsung heroes of today who are making a difference for the future because you are doing the inner work that only you can do and following the calling that only you can follow. Coming up next is going to be a conversation with my guest today, Charles McAlpine, and he'll share his story about the 35 seconds that changed his life. And then we'll discuss his work with crystals and give you some tips on which crystals to use to aid you in your inner work. Coming up after this musical moment. I'd like to introduce my guest today. It's Charles McAlpine, a good friend of mine. Charles was an executive manager at Wells Fargo Bank for over 26 years and going through a year-long coaching program in leadership training when he discovered that he wasn't living his truth. After a revelatory moment that changed his life, Charles founded Storm Wisdom, a center for intentional living in Phoenix, Arizona, that supports spiritual seekers on their life journey, helping them to find tools, techniques, and skills to create a full and abundant life based on their dreams and desires. As a life coach for the past eight years, Charles developed strong leadership skills, intuition, and the ability of deep listening. He is the author of The Magic of Crystals, a reference app available for iPhone and iPad with crystal grids, 
Oh, and he also wrote Crystal Grids, The Basics, a workbook for those who want to use crystals for magical working or for use in daily meditations. I chose Charles to be a guest on our show today because of his unusual combination of skills. After many years of leadership in corporate America, Charles set down what he was doing to answer his higher calling, a story we will hear in a moment. Charles is an authentic leader filled with personal responsibility, authority, service, and truth, some of the remarkable skills needed in positive 21st century leadership. Please welcome my friend and guest, Charles McAlpine. Hello, Charles. Hi, Maria. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing just well. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Thank you. Well, I've set this up in a way for the audience out here would love to hear your story of, um, you know, what happened in that leadership program, first of all, that you set you off in a new direction. You know, I don't know if it was one single thing, uh, but it was a year-long program, and uh, it had us do a lot of um, self-exploration and uh, evaluation and uh, you know the focus was to really develop our leadership skills but what I walked away with after um, um, my experience there was I was really aware that I wasn't living my purpose I, I knew there had to be something more a reason for us to be here on the planet beyond just making money for someone else and um, it just started a, a a quest to, to figure out, you know, personally, you know, what, I, why am I here? What, what am I doing? What am I up to? Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, realizing, as you said, uh, what, you weren't living your truth. What did that mean to you at the time? Well, I, I was quite. Um, I was. I liked. I always liked the work that I did within the corporate world. I, uh, you know, it created a lot of great opportunities and that sort of thing. So there was nothing wrong with what I was doing. I, you know, I don't have a burnout story from corporate America or anything like that. Um, however, what I realized was uh, the more I explored. Um, who I was and what I was doing and how I was doing it, I realized I was spending most of my time actually performing for others. So mm. I had become um, a very successful parrot. I would use someone else's words back uh, to them to uh, get them to relate to what I was saying. And uh, I would do what somebody else wanted to to be popular or to get what I wanted, uh, those sorts of things. So probably the biggest realization was that I was spending my life performing for the sake of others and um, all of a sudden it's like well I, I, I want to be doing this I, you know we only have this one lifetime I wanted to be doing what was natural and real and right for me so that was a journey that it opened up for me was to trying to, to trying to find my authentic voice how beautiful and so well said I think we all can get caught in performance for others at times yeah. Where, where, where would you say, you know, I've, I've talked a little bit about this revelatory time for you. You know, when when do you think your spiritual journey actually began? Oh, you know, I was in a workshop series. Actually, it's the series that we met in, I believe. And uh, I was doing an exercise. They had us, uh, they gave us a, whole, uh, a, a small bag that had uh, all these cards in it with different emotions written on the cards. And um, the whole idea is we just spread these cards out around us and they asked us to pick the five emotions that we felt the most consistently in our life. So it was a very personal experience for everyone in the room. And, you know, they gave us some time to do that and 
you know, when I got all done, I thought, oh, this is really great. Look at me. I'm happy. I'm content. I feel peaceful. And, you know, I don't remember what the other two were. But when I looked at what some of the options were in front of me, like fear and anger and that sort of thing, I was like, oh, I've got this amazing life. And and then all of a sudden, I started to also notice that there were things there like uh, ecstasy and bliss and uh, joy. And I, I thought, well, as much as I you know, love being happy and content, it sure would be great to have, have more <laughs> access to bliss and joy. And all of a sudden I realized it's like, that, that was my limitation. Now, you know, I'm the one who was creating this life and, and uh, I was missing out on the things. And I, and I think for me personally, a lot of my, the reason that I was uh, not uh, experiencing those really expansive emotions like um, ecstasy or bliss or joy was because I was afraid of the constricting emotions like anger and fear and rage and and so I, I was being very contained uh, you know this way I you know I fell within the comfortable performance range that is expected you know of somebody who works in the corporate world and it just was very eye-opening and and um, really uh, I, I remember thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna create more of that in my life and going to create more joy. I'm going to create more bliss. Yeah, this is beautiful. So how did you transition from the corporate world to your finding your, what your real passion was? It was um, the year I turned 50, I decided to take a sabbatical. Um, and uh, my my what I wanted to do was to just have a year of, of, of following my dreams and, and, and doing things that I thought were fun and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, one of the things that I was doing was my husband was in the process of trying to start his own business. He wanted to start a real estate company. And, and I thought the way that I could help him to hold on to and manifest that dream would be to just look for physical space for him. Uh, and it was it was just a way for me to support him and keep that dream alive. Well, I had seen a, a space that I thought would be ideal for him, and I uh, I took him to see it. You know, and so we walk up uh, to this space, and you know, we both put our eyes up to the window, you know, in cupped hands and all that. And uh, I no more than put my eyes to the window, and all of a sudden, I heard in my you know internally, I heard it's for you. And I thought, well, I, I don't need a space. I've never, I've, I've never even thought about having a, a business or a space or anything like that. And and uh, and I thought, um, you know, this can't be for me. And then and I heard, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, oh wow, that would mean I would be. I thought, well, maybe it's for after I leave Wells Fargo. And this was in August of 2008, and I heard, nope, February. And it was stunning because it was so such a clear voice, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that would mean I'd have to leave. I'd have to quit Wells Fargo in the middle of the sabbatical. And I said, uh-huh. And I thought, but what would I do? Uh, and, and I heard, do what you love. And I thought, but I really like what I'm doing. And they're like, no, do what you love. And I had been in a lot of spiritual retreats and, and, and workshops and programs. And I thought, well, I, I'm loving that. And, and I got it, uh-huh. And I also had been a life coach for the last uh, couple of years. And I, you know, I thought, well, I, I really, I love that too, especially working with people on relationships. And 
I heard, uh-huh. And then the other thing that was new in my life at the time was I was really doing a lot of work with crystals, uh, which was a huge surprise for me, um, but I was really loving it. And so I thought, wow, I think I could sell crystals. And then, mm-hmm, that's it. And and all of a sudden, it's like I turned to Fito uh, and I said, I think I'm quitting my job and starting a business. And he said, okay. And from that point on, it was just a nonstop thing. We, we, I signed a lease in, in February the following year, and we opened on May uh, 1st, 2009. Oh, my gosh. Wow. What yeah. was it like for you just to hear the voices so clearly and, and within what minutes you, you were changing your life? Yeah, 35 seconds. 35 seconds. Yeah, it was really, uh, yeah. So uh, on the one hand, it it was very, uh, because it was such a clear experience for me, I've had to rely on it a few times because uh, although I've always felt like I was guided and I was doing what I was supposed to do, that doesn't mean that there weren't times when I was, wasn't, you know, caught up in my ego or my head or fear or uh, anxiety, you know, because uh, the one thing that I recognized pretty quickly is although I had clear guidance that this is what I was supposed to be doing, it didn't come with a rule book. So I still had to figure it out myself and and that has been a, a very interesting process. Uh, but I have to say, you know, we celebrated our our uh, fifth anniversary this past May. So uh, it's really been quite an exciting adventure. Fantastic. So tell us about that journey with Storm Wisdom. What, tell us about your story and what you do. Well, there, are, there there literally are three different aspects to the business, and the first one and the one that I feel the most passionate about is that we have a group space there where we invite um, uh, other people to come in who are teaching workshops or meditations or group experiences, that sort of thing, and we have three to five events a week. Um, some people we actually uh, host and sponsor. Others, uh, it's it, you know they simply rent the space. But uh, it, you know, as long as it's aligned with kind of our mission for creating intentional living, then you know we're good with that. Uh, so that group space is very important to us. We also do offer one-on-one uh, spiritual guidance and consulting, life coaching, that sort of thing. Um, it, you know, it, that's been a very interesting process because, you know, we uh, are constantly um, letting people know that really what we're doing is helping them to discover the answers that are within versus, you know, we, we, we're we not fortune tellers or, or uh, you know, we don't have, use crystal balls even though we have them outside. You know, we, we, you know, we don't predict the future and that sort of thing, but we really help people to see the patterns and, and uh, patterns and habits that are uh, part of their daily life that maybe they're too close to and that they can't see. So that's the second uh, aspect. And then finally, we have a beautiful gift gallery. We represent over 35 local artists uh, doing everything from uh, uh, oil on canvas or uh, or acrylic to metalwork to CDs for guided visualization or music or, you know, gongs and didgeridoos, that sort of thing, sound healing. And as I mentioned in the beginning, we sell beautiful crystals. We have, you know, we have a really beautiful collection of crystals. And, and yeah, it's so much fun. It's such a great space. That's fantastic. Well, a wonderful resource. Storm Wisdom in Phoenix, Arizona. If people want to listen to uh, or look at your work online or enjoy your beautiful newsletter. Charles, I was curious about the, um, you've been very, you've been involved with crystals for some time. When did your relationship with crystals shift? Oh, 
you know, when I was first introduced to them, um, you know, they were part of a creation and manifestation workshop that I was taking. And although I was uh, really enjoying the workshop, I, I, I kind of dismissed the idea that you could work with a rock and that it would help you <laughs> with your uh, spiritual journey or to create and manifest something or shift and change it. I, you know, I thought, well, you know what, if it works for somebody else, that's great. But I was definitely drawn to them for their beauty that, you know, and I still am. I think of them as nature's art. And, um, so I bought some, even though I wasn't buying them for their properties. Um, but what happened was, I when I brought them into my home, they really shifted how it's uh, how I felt and experienced my own home. At the time when I first connected with crystals, I didn't really think about energy. It, it, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure if I'd slowed down and and uh, really contemplated it, I probably would have, you know, got there. But the one thing that I do think we're all aware of is how our our home feels. So even if we don't think in terms of energy, we do think about how what we're trying to create for the people that are coming into our home. And so to feel that shift so dramatically, and the only thing that was different was really bringing crystals into the house, mm-hmm. uh, really had me piqued my interest. And so uh, I I started to read about them, and then I would get other information, you know, so it might say, well, this is a good stone for um, grounding or something, and I would think, yes, but it would also be good for this. And, and I just realized I was getting a lot of information, and then it started happening so regularly that I just couldn't ignore it. Uh, uh, an example would be I I started looking for crystals, and I would see something, and I'd think, oh, this is really a, a cool piece, and I'd look at it, and I'd think, well, it's not for me, and I'd go to set it down, and I'd, I'd hear, uh, but I'm going with you, and, and I'd think, well, why would I be taking something with me that wasn't for me? And then within a few days, somebody would call, and I'd be having a conversation, and all of a sudden, I would know that that rock or crystal was for them. Yeah. And I'd say, I, I have something I'm going to send to you, and I would tell them what it was, and I'd send them a little write-up about why what I thought they could do with it fantastic well for all of you listeners out there and, and those of you who do work with crystals or don't work with them they are wonderful tools to have and each of the crystals can have different properties the ones that of course that I use all the time a, a clear quartz crystal is wonderful for amplifying your thoughts for sending intentions to your dreams to make them happen um, they can be used for a num- number of things citrine is beautiful for helping you in a sense connect with your joy it just won't hold negativity tourmaline absolutely is great for helping to um, let's say protect you from your own negativity those are some of the obvious ones uh charles what, what do you like for, for magicians or leaders to have in their toolkit their crystal toolkit <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think uh, the ones that you've named are, are really good. I actually am holding a piece of black tourmaline right now. I find that it helps me to stay uh, grounded and, and and present, and and uh, I think that's always a, a really good thing. Uh, and like you said, quartz and citrine. I also think that amethyst is a, a, a great crystal to have because it helps you to stay connected to your your higher guidance, whatever that is for you. And you know, have. Having 
a store where we sell a lot of crystals, what I realized is that people walk in and if they're just starting out, it can feel overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, there's all of this to learn. And the reality is you don't have to really learn or study any of it. You can simply just go with what you're drawn to. And a lot of times that's what I would do in the beginning is I would just pick up a crystal and I think, oh, I really like this one. And I'd be walking around, I'd realize I've been carrying it for 20 minutes and I think, well, I guess it's going home with me. And then I would get home and I would read about it and I'd think, oh, now I know exactly why this one wanted to be with me right now. So it's a really fun way to kind of do your own self-exploration. I also would love to say, Maria, that I think that everyone works with crystals already, whether they're aware of it or not. So uh, radio, television, computers, cell phones, uh, home appliances, uh, uh, office equipment, uh, medical equipment, all of that is based on uh, crystal technology. It just happens to be sliced and diced and packaged for us, usually in plastic or metal, uh, and, but we, we use it all the time. It couldn't exist without that. As a matter of fact, the U.S. government used to be the largest collector of crystals in the world. They had millions and millions of pounds of it until they figured out how to grow it in a lab. But they figured out how to grow it because they are so important to us and into our advancement. That is fascinating. I happen to like working with them in their most natural form. Yes. Yeah, I noticed the ones you have, they really are the, the big natural ones. You know, I do say to everybody out there, you will want to just download Charles's app. It's a great reference guide to keep on your, your cell phone, your, your iPad, where you can look up all kinds of crystals and see which ones you might be attracted to, which ones that might help you in your journey, which is our show is here to support you on that journey as you become legendary leaders. You want to say the the where they go to get the app, Charles? Uh, well, actually, if they go to the app store, uh, all they do is type in the magic of crystals, mm -hmm. and when it comes up, you'll actually be able to see that it's from Storm Wisdom, and uh, they can uh, download it from there. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Charles. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for being a guest on the show today. We appreciate all that you said. Thank you so much for inviting me, Maria. It's great to connect with you. Well, thank you, Charles. We'll be taking live calls in a while, you know, to hear your comments and answer questions. But first, after this musical break, we're going to be giving you our brain tip of the week to make your holidays go more smoothly. Coming right back.
You are listening to Legendary Leaders with Maria Danley. To receive the answer to your most burning question, please call 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Now, let's return to Legendary Leaders. Welcome back. In this segment of the show, I'm going to give you the first brain tip that will be um, on this show. And a note on visualization for some of you who, many of you use meditation, many of you do guided visualization. But for those of you where visualization is new, I just wanted to let you know it's a powerful tool to take back your power and change your neurobiology. It actually changes the whole physiology in the brain and body. When you close your eyes and relax, use your imagination and open your senses, you are consciously creating new neural pathways in your brain. And these pathways can change your whole inner experience of what is going on in your life. It's an interesting fact, too, about the brain, that the brain does not know the difference between what it imagines and what it experiences in daily life. So when you actively use your mind to visualize, you are setting new programs in the brain that can bring you peace and relaxation or can feed the futures you want to be living in years to come. So with that note, we'll talk about the one I have for you today. Stop spinning your brain and find peace technique. It's the tool I use when my brain is spinning with too many things on my to-do list, or if I'm spinning negative stories, or if I find myself with those tape loops that just keep going round and round. I'll do this technique. It only takes a couple of minutes, and I think many of you will find it very useful. I chose this technique today because we're all busy with work, with holidays, and so much spinning on our plates. I thought, it would, I thought I would introduce this technique to you to help you make the holidays a little bit easier. So it's a quick visualization technique that you can use whenever you feel yourself spinning and you just want to stop and find yourself again. Also, doing this technique will help you to create these new neural pathways in your brain, as we said, so that in time, your brain can stop spinning as a habit and you can find peace in the future whenever you wish. So for those of you who are not driving, those who are driving, please don't close your eyes. Uh, but for those of you who are, are, are able to just close your eyes and take a couple minutes here, I'll show you how easy this technique is. So with eyes closed, <clears throat> just feel yourself seated wherever you may be. Perhaps your feet are on the floor. And let your body just relax. This is not a meditation. It's just an imagination technique. So allow yourself to relax in your chair where you are. And know that these are not literal things I'm asking you to do. The brain, the subconscious knows what this is. It won't be, it won't be harmful in any way. So imagine now that on your forehead there is a, a spinning wheel. It could be a spinning wheel or a pinwheel. And on that wheel, on that pinwheel, is a number of things that is, are perhaps spinning around in your brain. I've got to do this. I've got to pick up that. I've got to bite that present. I have to call so-and-so. I've got to make this. I've got to do that. And feel that all of these to-dos, I gotta, I gotta, or things that are spinning currently in your brain, feel them on this pinwheel, on this circle, right on the top of your forehead. It's like sitting on your forehead, but it's spinning very fast. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do, got to, got to, got to do this, or that, or whatever it might be. And feel that, that wheel spinning right there in your forehead. 
and turn up the volume so that it's even spinning faster and faster. All the things you got to manage work and home and family, etc. to do, to do, to do. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Great. Now imagine that you're holding in your left or right hand, whichever feels more comfortable for you, you're holding a rod of light. It can be a thin laser-like rod of light. It can be a pencil-thick rod of light. And imagine that you're lifting that rod of light now and you're going to insert it in the center of that wheel, the very center of the pinwheel, the center of the wheel. You're taking that rod of light in your hand and you're putting it inside as it just touches your forehead. Push it very gently inside the brain, between the left and right hemisphere of the brain. And as it goes in a couple of inches inside the brain, that's good. And when you pull it out very gently... You pull the whole, that laser beam of light out. And as you do, you can imagine that that spinning wheel just like a, a machine just goes, oh, and it stops. The spinning stops. And then imagine that you're very small and that you go inside that hole where you just had that rod of light. You become very tiny as if you're stepping into that hole on your forehead using your imagination, filling in your senses. And as you walk inside that cave opening, you see a wall to the left and to the right. It doesn't have to be literal, the left and the right sides of the hemispheres of the brain. Walk in about two inches. You may sense that there's light under your feet where that rod of light was. But the machinery has stopped and there's just a hum. That's right. Walking back into the brain about two inches, and there's a little slide, and you slide down about an inch into a big domed room. And this domed room, deep inside the brain, I like to call the inner sanctuary, your inner sanctuary, where it's quiet, no disturbances. And with this inner sanctuary, you can put things there if you like, crystals or candles, and create a sanctuary of your own in there. Perhaps it's a domed room filled with stars or maybe for you out in nature. But sit for a moment in absolute quiet in this inner sanctuary and be still. Now that is only 30 seconds, but you can stay here longer. And you can come back, you can do this anytime, decorate your inner sanctuary. But know that this whole technique really only takes a minute or two at most. The next time your mind is spinning with all that you have to do, it's easy to get off track and forget who you are, easy to let negativity slip in. Just remember to do this technique where you spin that plate, exaggerate that plate spinning, Insert the light, pull it out, and feel that whole machinery stop 
shut down as you walk inside and go into that inner sanctuary. And we suggest that you stay there more than a minute or two. Try and stay 15 minutes, half hour if you can, in total quiet. It will change your relationship to your brain and body. Okay, well, with that, thank you very much. You can gently open your eyes and come on back. And so in this portion of the show now, we will be able to take calls from listeners who have burning questions. We're going to do some channeling. So if you have a question that you'd like answered by your higher self, some interesting challenge that you're facing, something going on in your life where you would like to take deeper personal responsibility for that change that's going on, I'm happy to help you with that. The phone number to call right now is 866-472-5795. For those of you who do call in, I'll ask you to please say your first name and the town that you are calling from. And that will give us a way to tap into your energy field. And I know that by calling the show, you're giving me permission to look at your energy field. I don't do that without permission. So if you don't want that to happen, please don't call in at this time. Again, the number is 1-866-472-5795. Now, I need a bit of time to go into a meditative state, and I like to open a sacred space before I do that. And it sounds like this. I call for one, I call, excuse me, before me. I call Raphael with the sylphs of the air before me and Gabriel with the undines of water behind me. I call Mikhail with the salamanders of fire to the right and Uriel with the gnomes of the earth to open a sacred space for all the callers, all who are gathered here today. We call all of our future selves, the truer transcendent sacred selves that all have, we all have within us. And behind us, we call the wisdom and protection of our ancestors behind us of Sirius, Lemuria, Atlantis, the fairy realm and realms of other, as well as the ancient ones of each of our, of our spiritual heritages. We call down the forces of the universe above us. We call up the spirits of nature beneath us. We call the energies within, asking all of our higher selves, our souls and spirits, unseen friends, guides, and counselors to be here. I call my friends to be here at this time in the presence of God. God is all it is. Thank you. May I have just a moment of music while I go deeper? Thank you.
she weeps for her sorrow and Okay, and welcome back. Trudy from California is with us. And Trudy, if you'd tell me just your town you live in, that would be helpful. Um, Salinas. I'm sorry, Trudy, what town are you in? Salinas. Oh, Salinas. Okay, one moment. So what is your question today, Trudy? Well, um, I'm kind of researching some of these things, like the crystals that you were just talking about. And also, there's this reference that we're going through this time of change and that um, some of us are changing to a crystalline DNA. And I don't quite understand what that means. What does it mean to change to a crystalline DNA? And are we really changing our DNA or is this a metaphor for something else? Excellent question, Trudy, and, and of course that could sound pretty scary, that all of a sudden, what, are we going to become crystals? That's, that's frightening. Who wants that? What there, many people are talking about is that we are in a time of, of evolutionary change, and there, um, there have been evolutionary changes certainly before, but especially science now knows that we are made of light, and our guest next week will be talking about that, that really in our whole uh, neurobiology, that in our DNA, we have aspects of the DNA of our consciousness that are not quite awake and that are waking up. So for some people, they may be calling that, yes, we're getting more crystalline um, structures waking up in the DNA, but it doesn't mean we're going to become crystals. It, it pretty much is saying more, we think, as a metaphor that the light that is within each of us, the consciousness that is shifting in each of us is waking up more and more. We are evolving. And it's not happening overnight. It will take time. But as we're in this time of change, many things are rapidly changing as this is happening. Is that helpful to you, Trudy? Well, yeah, I understand we're in a time of change. That's part of, well, you see that going on all around you. (laughs) And it's easy to see if one looks that the world is not the way that we were taught when we were in school and by our parents and all. But then when you go to shift directions and you go, okay, if those aren't the rules, what are the rules becoming? You know, where, what direction do we now go in? Because you become essentially immobilized by not understanding what rules apply and what rules don't apply. And the time of limitlessness gets to be confusing. It does get to be confusing. And you see, we're moving from a time where there really is this sense that there are there is a rule book and there's an outside authority. And, and still, governments and institutions want you to believe there absolutely is an outside authority. But we are moving into a time when each of us is, is learning to trust our own intuition, spending more time in our inner world, and finding our, what works for each of us. 
and finding our own inner authority in that sense. It doesn't mean we are going to have power over others. It means that you're finding what rules work for you, Trudy, and you, you find them on your own, especially in meditation, etc. When you, and you follow your calling, you follow your principles, your heart. And that's what I call the legendary leaders of today. So thank you for calling in. Thank you very much. We also have uh, Julie from Wilmington. Hi, Maria. You know, I I actually have perhaps a a somewhat more personal question. Okay. um, I heard from my daughter last week that she's she's very worried because her hair is falling out. Um, She's always had very, very thick kind of strawberry blonde hair. And I'm worried that she may be under too much stress. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in graduate school. And so I'm just wondering if you might have any advice and maybe if there might be any particular crystals or based on today's program or box flower yes. remedies based on a week ago, um, any, any particular remedies that might help her? Yes. And do say your daughter's name, please. Yes. Um, her name is Sylvia. Mm-hmm. Okay, one moment. We do see that Sylvia is worrying a lot, that she her brain is spinning. In fact, the technique we just gave you earlier would be great for her. Um, share that with her, uh, Julie, okay. the, the spinning and finding inner sanctuary. Because to us, it looks like she's... Um, well, she has a very active imagination. She is definitely a hard worker, but she spins her brain in negative stories. And in some ways, it traps her. It keeps her down. It keeps her immobilized. And that anxiety, that fear about the future and her spinning of that, of her brain is actually keeping her so worried. We're sensing that the hair falling out is, is an example, we'd say is a product of all that worrying of her, of her fear. And, um, pr- particularly, she's just uh, spinning a lot of negative futures for herself. And so we would say she's, ca- she's caught there. So the technique we gave you absolutely would. And we would suggest there are many ways to study visualization, all kinds of things on out there that she could look into. We'd be happy to talk with her. But it, it, a daily practice where she starts slowing her brain down. Um, and also the, the, and, you know, stopping the spinning and going in that inner sanctuary would be very helpful. <clears throat> we would also say that for her to write out that her, her fear, write out that negative story that is her spinning, just flesh it out, write it out on paper, see it outside of herself so she can see this is the story that I'm spinning. This is what I'm making up. And she may have a chance to, to say, well, what is the story that I want to be writing? What is the, the, the future I do want? And start to feed that and make it up in imagination, in, in meditation with imagination and senses. And that will start to calm things down. Is that oh, helpful? That's you? really, okay. really helpful. Okay, great. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely pass this on to her. Thank you. What? Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye. And Helen, are you still there from Portland? I am here. Can you hear oh, me? Great. Yes, I can. Welcome to the show. Thank Hi, you Maria. Yes, hello, Helen. I'm feeling uh, some kind of stuckness, and I'm hoping you can help me figure out what it is. I do a lot of self-development work, and I do that for a living. My stuckness is around finances mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. wealth. Mm-hmm. Is there anything more you want to say about that, or we'll just tell you what we see? Which do you prefer? Well, um, if you need more information, I can give you more. It's, it's just that... I know so so well that I'm doing what I 
what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I feel as though the money just sort of trickles in when I, when it should be flowing in. They're showing me an image of you, Helen, when you were uh, about eight years old. And so we're not sure what that would mean to you. But around that time, there was a particularly panicky time at home. We want to say, was there a, an upset with mother or father at that time? But there's a place where there's scarcity and a lot of fear going on at home. Can you relate to that? I, I had a sense it was something from childhood, but I wasn't sure what. The image they're giving me here for you, Helen, is that you're at home and you're panic-stricken. And there's this weight on your shoulders of that somehow you need to be responsible for something that's going on. We, we're not quite sure what it is with your parents. But there's this feeling, I'm, I should be responsible. I should do something. And there's a feeling of, of being very helpless to do it. And you're too young to do anything about it, but you're taking this burden on your shoulders. I should be doing it. And at that time, there's this frantic feeling of, I cannot do anything. I can't change this, but I should, but I ought to, and I can't. And so this, I think, If I, let me give me one second to see what your higher self wants to say specifically about that. That's the image she's sharing. One moment. Yes. So this part of you can be panic stricken, especially when the money starts going down and bills are mounting up and, and this part gets triggered. She's saying that to go into meditation and to actually go find this girl that's in that house and hold her, you know, now if you need to hold a pillow or something like that, but we know you're good at visualization. So go into that time and, and you come in and step right into that scene and talk to her. Look, I'm your future self, and I've come to talk to you. Well, I'm scared, and we don't know what to do. And, and, and definitely it looks like money issues there or something to do with a sense of lack or loss. Mm-hmm. And step in and, and talk to her and say, look, I'm here, here I'm your future self, and things are going to be better. And, and there's, they're not destitute, Helen, as they were back then. But let her know that because that's where the, it looks like the neural programming is, is pr- pretty, let's say, uh, kinked up there. But to hold that girl and let her cry and, and confirm you can't change this. It's true. You aren't old enough. This is not your problem. And she has the belief that somehow she has to take on her parents' problems and make them right, to have her own love or her own worth in that family. And she was also taught to believe that. So this is what we would say. Go in, bring that will start to bring your, let's say, anxiety levels down. It will start to, you be that future for that girl that uh, is in pain. And then you'll find that that is, will start to let some of that flow come in. Now, we also suggest that you do need to be feeding this, this, these futures out there. When we look at you, we see all of this, we want to say, ripe fruit all around you, very loaded with all kinds of opportunities. Now, we're not going to make stuff up and say, um, you know, you're about to make $10,000 or something like that. But what we'll say is that because of this anxiety that's coming from the past and all of these demands you made on yourself, Helen, that's what you're, you're feeling right now, that same pressure. I got to do it, but I don't know how, but I've got to. I don't know how. That's where it's stuck. Go in and love mm. that girl and then start to just dream for the fun of it, Helen. What would be fun fruit to come in? What would be one of those opportunities? And where could you be a little more proactive just for the fun of it? Because right now there's so much anxiety in your energy field. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You just hit the nail right on the head. I, I hadn't pinpointed that particular time in my childhood. That's very helpful and everything resonated. I'll do exactly what you asked, what you suggested. Well, thank you very much. And I'm so glad you called, Helen. I appreciate hearing from you today. Yes. Thank you, Maria. Love, Love you to show. you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's about all the time we have today for taking questions. And um, But I want to say to anyone else who's interested in um, in 
having me answer any of your questions. I'm going to be talking about a way that we can do that today in just a moment so that you can have your questions answered. For those of you that who, who would like more information about me or my work, please go to mariadanley.com. That's mariadanley.com, M-A-R-I-A-D-A-N-L-Y.com. And if you'd like to read the commentary that I did today that I spoke about, who are the legendary leaders now, please go to mariadanley.com forward slash news forward slash, and you can read about who you are, you legendary leaders out there. Also, just a note, the music that you're hearing is from my CD. The music that's on this show is from my CD. It's called Invocation, Journey, and Ritual, which will be available on Amazon.com in just a few weeks' time. For those of you who are hoping to have your questions answered with my channeling today and didn't receive answers, I have that special gift I mentioned last week for you. I'll be giving an extra full hour of free channeling to listeners who want to have their questions answered in a more private group setting and not live on the air. It will be a free tele-channeling call, and it will be every Tuesday afternoon starting exactly 10 minutes after each of these shows ends. This offer begins today after this radio show, beginning at 5 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and will continue each week after every radio show. For those of you who want to join today, get a pen handy. I can give you the instructions on how to call in for this free telechanneling call. If you've got your pen, you'll be calling area code 712. This is free conference call, 712-432-0926. And then they'll ask you for an access code, and you'll punch in these numbers, 516363, and press the star key. Again, that's 712-432-0926, and your access code is 516363, and press the star key. Now, in the future, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Um, what you can do if you want to be on that telechanneling call next week is that and get your, your questions answered from your higher selves. You can just sign up ahead of time by going to legendaryleaders.com and sign up. And you'll sign up at that website, legendaryleaders.com, and we'll hold a spot for you for next week's uh, free channeling call. That's legendaryleaders.com, and sign up today for next week's call, or come on the call today. Thank you. And thank you for all who listened today. Thank you for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It is really an honor to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders you are destined to be. Until next week. I send you my love and best wishes. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. Have a wonderful week.